Welcome to the Hacker Noon Podcast. The walking in Colorado edition. Um, we just heard some news, so really this is like a raw, unfiltered, 10 minutes might be shit content that you might be about to hear, but whatever, we'll, we'll try. And pardon if the audio's bad, that's the wind, we're walking by a skate park. Also skateboarders. There are people at the skate park, I can report, in Colorado. And anyway, so the news, so it's about 10 minutes, so audio's too bad, just drop off, pick another Hacker Noon podcast, or don't. <laughs> anyway, to the news. The deal is, Joe Rogan announced today, he is taking his podcast exclusively to Spotify. For an undisclosed amount, he is licensing all of his content. Uh, up until September, it'll be available on multiple networks. Uh, and then, at the end of the year, exclusively on Spotify. So I don't know if that means remove past content from iTunes and YouTube. Uh, you know, so that's the news of the day. This is a real... It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the king of the internet has switched, king, like has switched location of his kingdom. You know, to a different country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the largest independent podcaster in the world. So, and he's saying now, my content's exclusively available on Spotify. This follows Spotify's acquisitions of uh, the Ringer Podcast Network, um, Gimlet, Anchor, and I think a few others. Uh, so they've really been buying up in the space. And on top of that, those deals were all acquisitions, so, you know, they're taking on, they own the assets, they own all the IP. This is a licensing deal more like what friends would get from Netflix. So he owns the content, it can only legally be accessed there, and he's licensing it out. So the model, you know, it's pretty appealing when you have that kind of demand, but it's a little frustrating to think, oh, why do I have to use this podcast player? What if I prefer another podcast player? So... You know, if all the top podcast players say we're exclusively here, well, that's the chicken and egg of the market, and now they're going to get all the listeners. And, you know, the. But there really is no necessary reason for why iTunes and Google have a large podcast share other than the adoption of their phone. So when you think about the strategy to gain the market, it's hey, we'll put the default app on your phone. And that's where you start. So every phone you sell is a new user. Plus, if you buy, well, not a diff if you buy another phone that's with Android, you, you know, so you could end up. But there's a lot of podcast players. I don't know if it's good for the market for Spotify to become more powerful. But I don't think any of the podcast players are amazing products. I think they all could have just a better experience. Um, not to say that they're bad experiences now. It's just I think there is product opportunity to get better. And when that's true, more money going into the space is probably a good thing for uh, the end user. Now, let's think about it from, from uh, Ro Joe Rogan's perspective. What do you think triggered the move? I mean, like, obviously, there ha must have been long conversations over months, maybe even longer than that, you know, back and forth between him and Spotify. But I would imagine YouTube... Uh, was made to know of this news. They, they've got to be, you know? Like, that's where <laughs> most of his his uh, um, uh, traffic, I think, comes from. Either that or, or, or the Apple podcast. Definitely not, not Spotify right now. Um, yeah, so what... I mean, so, Spotify so what do you must think, have outbid the YouTube revenue. Right. 
So what do you think is the like why so arrogant YouTube? Like is is my question. Like in in those conversations, what is their leverage against well, him? Well, he's certainly uh, and a lot of his guests have you know gone hard against censorship and saying YouTube being you know the platform and the editor is uh, questionable. You know, and and so there's some fight there. But I think that also could be just used as excuse for power players when really this just comes down to as simple as money. Who's willing to bid more to license my content over the next five years? You can, he, he's at the level of power where he can just say that to both of them. <laughs> and, you know, you bid, the other one bids, and, like, that's what you get. So I, I think it could be a changing point of the Internet, or it could just be, hey, this is no different then, you know, all of one large network's content going to Netflix. Which, you know, that was pretty big. Getting all the Office subscribers to be Netflix subscribers, pretty smart deal. That's why it's not going to last forever. <laughs> and that's, again, because NBC owns the right to that. Joe Rogan owns the rights to his podcast. You know, so as you own your content and you license it out to more places, you hit different stages of, hey, in the beginning, it's better to be everywhere and be on every podcast player. But sometimes it's like, where do you block access in order to maximize, you know, your money? And in this deal, he's saying it's worth it for Spotify to acquire enough new podcast users to pay this exorbitant amount. And it's going to come out, I think, at some point. It's just like, hell, he should tell the story when he's ready, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. That's on his podcast. It's probably like the simplest thing to do. I also wonder if this has got anything to do with like the coronavirus you know anything surrounding the i mean just just worsened culture war between all the major networks and independent content creators um, in the case of rogan i think he's, he's a lot more than one individual content creator but he's definitely not the mainstream media like he prides himself and he positions himself as like part of the alternative the indie you know, culture, and... And with the deep, yeah. intimate style, it works. Doing these long-form, one-on-one interviews, when someone makes it to the end of that, you have someone that's going to remember you for a very long time. And he's, you know, he's at the point where the te his team around him is a machine, getting great content, great research. He knows about the guests he's talking about. <clears throat> and he has enough... He talks... It's enough of a balanced conversation that even if you don't like the guests or you lose interest... He's still Joe, and you can listen to Joe talk to somebody. I also think the coronavirus and the whole quarantine thing really narrows the gap between the mainstream media and the internet culture. You know, like all these celebrities, like late night shows now just have like a webcam and some <laughs> very swiggly handmade signs, and like that's it, that's their show. Um, and you see all, like all of this, you know, what, like the, amazing. Like, the difference like, between me and you, it's not production value. Production value is level field exactly. now. It's, it's all about talent. It's not about. It's about community. Yeah, it's not about that stage life. It's, it's about, not about uh, having like. Marrying your. It's about marrying your super fans yeah. during a news show, <laughs> like some good news. Yeah, it's it's really just about like, who is the most trusted uh, voice, and like. 
he thinks that you know like the, the way he's making this deal at least on the outside outlook of it really feels like he's treating himself and regarding his whole brand as like a like an empire like a show you know like like someone who has long tail value that uh can't be bullied by by, by a network like i think that's, that's that's the first i think that i've heard of anyone from the internet culture really that has anything like that don't you think like except for like a couple of uh special shows here and there on netflix that's and, why the, um, the terms the, are exciting because he, he is at a level no one's at there's just no one this big in podcasts and then where, where do you get the level of like okay if you overlap if you compare him to say the most famous news anchor he has more listeners right you know that's that would <laughs> like the first time you put audio on the internet that could never yeah, I'm you know. like thinking of like Anderson Cooper or like the likes right like is that yeah like who, on monthly listen who has more Anderson Cooper or Joe Rogan I think it's Joe Rogan or like Chris Qu- uh, Cuomo yeah like that kind of personalities um, yeah he, he I think he has more than that I mean th- that guy um, what's that name Bill Crosby no what's uh, Bill Ma, Ma Bill Ma yeah Matt Cosby <laughs> that's a predator no Bill Cosby jokes <laughs> <Oops>. here <laughs> it, it was not intentional but the, the Bill Mayer guy Bill Ma guy how do you say his name um, Bill, Bill let's just call him Bill yeah yeah he like asked to be on the show it wasn't like oh he, he has such a big name and it's a big show you know a host of this like big television network no like he asked to be on the show and after many times he got on there um so really i feel like the table the table has turned at some point around the past i want to say like four or five years like it is like the quarantine the whole corona thing doesn't really break the system it just basically accelerates the trend that we've already seen happening is like internet people and internet culture like the less um you know polish production value content people and like like uh, perceived more authentic people and now rising the mainstream media is really struggling to kind of keep up and they yeah and that is true they are struggling to keep up really leveling a playing field do how do you feel about it like personally like what's your personally feeling if you're really putting the listeners number one i think you'd want to be listed everywhere uh but you could say if i get a good deal set up for a licensing thing i can give the listeners more into the show i can figure out bigger ways to make like little businesses around this that make more money and then when I make so there's like I don't know I'm a little torn there's just always a trade-off you have to monetize content at some point yeah. it's, it's coming from every and he can do it so many different ways I like I fundamentally like that his philosophy is own the content license it out and I think that's where all creation if you build off of there for creators on the internet I think you're going to be end up in a good place and there's many different ways to get there because you own the asset it's like imagine being a business paying someone to build something and they build it and it's theirs 
or not the companies. Like a company would always want to own the thing, even if it like it's just <clears throat> if the individual creator owns it, it's better. And so I'm curious where it goes with Spotify, how Spotify can level up audio online, who else is gonna maybe get involved, and this is creating a moat. If you can, if you if the challenge is just create a great Sorry, podcast player. Sorry, highway. Yeah. If the challenge is just create a great podcast player, anyone could compete. But if you can't get Joe Rogan and the other top influencers' best podcasts out there on, on in your app, you know you can't win with a better product. So, Spotify is making big time business development deals, building a lot of software around podcasting, and uh, this podcast market is not shrinking. So, I'm just kind of going to watch where it goes. Yeah. See him here. Alright. If you want more of these, just let us know. 10 minutes, 15, whatever. Enjoy it. Stay safe. Uh, bye. This has been David and Ling. Uh, I realized that we never say our names. Uh, from Hakanoon. Is that what it is? Yeah. Hakanoon <laughs> Podcast.